You're listening to Understanding Disordered Eating. I'm your host, Rachel Heinemann, licensed mental health counselor. Each week, we explore the deeper meaning of our relationship with food and our body. I interview experts in the field of eating disorders and psychoanalysis to bring you the answers about why you do the things you do and bring you one step closer to a healthier relationship with food and yourself. All right, let's get started. Hey, hey, episode 65 here. We're talking about body image stuff. Hooray. Uh, Just a quick reminder, if you haven't already joined our mailing list, you can join our exclusive club. It is completely free of charge and all the happenings are over there. You can sign up in the show notes. You can try sign up on my website or on my Instagram bio. All those links to the mailing list are there. So I can't wait to see you in your inbox. Today, we're talking about tips for creating, maintaining a positive body image, which is obviously (laughs) so easy to talk about, but not necessarily easy to incorporate. So I do want to point out that before we jump into very specific ideas, points to remember and tips is that body image is a lot deeper than just how you look in the mirror and how you feel in your skin. It's about, you know, it's so interconnected with self-esteem and you'll hear me say this a million times, pretty metaphorical. So for example, and sort of what I mean by metaphorical is that the question of how does it feel to take up space in this world? Do I feel like I can take up space? Is that threatening to me? Is that exciting to me? Do I want to take up more of it? Do I want to take up less of it? All of these deeper questions about our existence in the world and how we feel about ourselves in relation to the world and how we feel about ourselves, period, come into play with body image. So I do understand that even if you know all of this information, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you have a positive body image. It's just a really, really good place to start. And then we can jumpstart into your personal journey and relationship with yourself and your body afterwards. So just some things to remember, which are not exactly tips, but I think very, very important points to remember is that every person has its own set point or range for optimal health. Now, I'm not saying that every person is going to be of optimal health, but that the idea is just because there is a BMI chart, which is a sort of statistical range of where a body is supposed to be for its height in order to maintain health, doesn't mean that you would fall under that statistic. So if we're talking about 80% of human beings fall under this part of the bell curve, but there are 20% of human beings that don't, it's possible that you fall on outside of the bell curve for your optimal health, which means that you might be lower or higher in order to actually be healthy. This is, of course, if we're talking about health. So for optimal health, every person has its own set point or range to be in. That's usually a few pounds, you know, let's say five-ish, seven-ish. And that always fluctuates. That's what we call a range. And that's for optimal health. So if a person is not healthy because, I don't know, they have some sort of like autoimmune issue or they have to take medications that bloats them or something like that in order to maintain health in another way, then we have to think about the luxury of actually attaining optimal health. Health is not necessarily just what you look like, but we'll go on another health rant another time. Either way, your body is not necessarily meant to look like the next person. So just a point to remember, that was my long tangent on point to remember. 
every person has their own set point. You are not meant to look like the person on Instagram. You're not meant to look like the person on TV. You are meant to look like you, period. Now, the next thing to remember is that normal body type, normal eating doesn't actually mean healthy. And this is sort of like circling back to the idea of healthy, which for some people is a luxury. They they can't actually attain it. But just because everybody else is doing it, just because everybody else is looking that way, going to the gym 17 times a day, doesn't mean that that's okay. doesn't mean that that's healthy. I understand that there are so many pressures from different communities and, um, you know, just like the world who look a certain way. And, you know, a lot of times the response that I get from people is, but everybody else is doing it. So to me, that's not exactly an answer. Somebody that I know always asks this sort of pretty annoying question is, if all of your friends were jumping off of the Brooklyn Bridge, would you do it? Uh, Well, that's sort of just normal. Everybody's doing it. So would you jump off the bridge too? Um, Which, like I said, is a very annoying question to ask, but also pretty true. So just because everybody's doing it, just because everybody is, you know, well, let's just use our gym example, going to the gym a million times a day and only eating salads doesn't necessarily mean that that's okay or that's healthy or that you should. And the last point that I wanted to make before we jumped into specific tips is that, uh, last point to remember is that, Every person's body changes throughout their lifetime. A lot of hormonal changes, and that happens at specific times. So starts at puberty. I mean, obviously there's there's changing every week, month, and year for children. But even as a body approaches puberty, that's a tremendous change in terms of body weight, size, shape. I mean, everything. And then, especially if we're talking about women going through pregnancy, which is in essence potentially another puberty in terms of the hormonal changes and uh, postpartum, potentially multiple pregnancies and menopause. We are talking about so many different changes throughout the lifetime. And that is not included in anything that might be specific to your health journey or to your stress or things like that. So The point is that your 25-year-old body is not supposed to look like your 40-year-old body. If it does, there's something wrong. And uh, part of what we tried to teach adolescents is that if we can learn this the first time around when we hit puberty, then we might be able to avoid it in all the next few times because, I don't know, it just doesn't sound very fun to go through your entire life every single time your body changes thinking that it's supposed to look the same way that it did before. That seems like a lot of energy wasted. The second part of body image is relationship with food. So I'm not going to go into this too much because there are a whole bunch of episodes on intuitive eating and that stuff. And I'm sure there will be more in the future. You can definitely check some of them out. But what I will say in terms of food is maintaining a healthy relationship with food is so, so, so important and intertwined with positive body image or at least neutral body image that the most important thing for food is we have to focus on eating enough food. Because none of the health trends or any nutrition advice matters at all, seriously, whatsoever, if you're not getting enough food. So that's what I would focus on if, you know, if you're not really sure where to start with your relationship with food and you have poor body image is that it doesn't really matter what you eat at this point. It's that you need to eat enough. And the other piece to keep in mind about food is that food needs to be neutral. So you are not a bad person or a good person for having this food over the other or not having this food over the other. And that food isn't used as a reward or a punishment. Like, oh, I deserve this. I earn this. Um, You know, this is especially relevant for kids when we talk about, oh, if you do this, I'll give you whatever sort of snack. 
to keep our morality very separate from food. So some tips about the self-esteem slash confidence thing that I had mentioned earlier is that, you know, very often when body image isn't that great, we so often tie our entire general self-esteem to how our body looks and feels that day. And if we can notice our strengths and attributes and virtues that have nothing to do with how our physical appearance looks is going to be really, really crucial in developing a healthy body image. So that's to say, even if you feel terrible about your body, there is something else that even if you don't love something else that you can appreciate about yourself. And it doesn't have to be, oh, my legs are strong. I can walk. And I appreciate, you know, that my eyes can see. Those are usually very difficult ones to actually feel appreciative for because we so often, and this is sort of sadly, we take that for granted. But I will say, you know, when you go to work or when you go to school to notice certain things about yourself that you actually appreciate. I say appreciate deliberately because it's not necessarily that we love it or we love it just yet. It's that we can notice it and appreciate it. So if you're the kind of person who excels in academia and you're in school, that's a strength of yours. If you make really great relationships at work, that's a strength. You know, even something that you enjoy, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, that is something that you appreciate about yourself, that you appreciate learning and that you can do that is another way to build up this other part of yourself that doesn't involve just your body. Because we want to expand our focus to me as a person as opposed to me as a body. Some other tips for general lifestyle. I would say, if you're on social media, (laughs) who are we kidding? You're all on social media. Follow body positive accounts. Meaning don't follow that influencer who posts about her diet or about her wellness journey and that she is loving her body and loving her relationship with food, but seriously restricting, let's be honest. And that's triggering for you or that's just upsetting or annoying or you get jealous. Like just unfollow those people. If you have any of those reactions to people, by the way, not even related to body image or food. If you have a reaction to somebody, you get jealous, you get angry, whatever it is, unfollow them or at least mute them. I mean, you really don't know it to anyone to follow these people. So switch your feed to be more body positive or have nothing to do with body and food. Like, I don't know, some funny people who are actually entertaining or learning something new about something that you're interested in. This is to expand your horizons. So similar to the other idea that we were talking about is finding attributes and strengths of yours or just things that you like that are outside of your body. We don't always have to look at body stuff on social media. We can look at other things. Like if you're into sports, like that's a thing you can look at. The next tip is to wear clothing that feels comfortable. So comfortable is actually (laughs) completely subjective. And I am not saying to walk around in a sweatpants and a sweatshirt if that is something that you just feel kind of underdressed and gross in. If it's something you feel comfortable, then fine. The idea is that if you're going to be wearing this dress, pants, skirt, shirt, whatever it is the entire day, you have to make sure that it's something that your body feels comfortable enough in to forget about. What I mean by that, you get dressed in the morning. Let's say you get dressed at 7.30 in the morning. You are going to be eating breakfast and then lunch and then dinner in those clothes. Let's just assume you're staying dressed all day. So if you get dressed at 7.30 before you eat breakfast, chances are if you're wearing something super tight, it is not going to fit you the same way after lunch. Let's be real. We've all been there. 
So something where you have either a little wiggle room or you know you're able to eat in it. I'm not saying that you're going to have this huge, huge meal that you need a ton of room and you only can wear stretchy pants, but something that you know you're going to be able to eat in and that it won't be terribly distracting for you the entire afternoon. So when I say comfortable, I mean something that you can forget and not something that will be distracting for you. And by the way, comfortable for you might actually mean something that might be really uncomfortable for someone else. Like, I don't know, heels. Let's say you feel your best self in heels because you work at some like high-end firm and that's how people dress and you want to show off these new pumps that you got. So wear that. But if you're the kind of person that's going to be distracted by the pain in your heels, (laughs) don't wear it. Same thing with your waistline, with your sleeves, with everything. Next tip is to get enough sleep. So I know that we've said this multiple times over multiple episodes, but your relationship with your food and relationship with your body is so dependent on getting enough sleep. So make sure that if you need eight hours, that you're getting eight hours or at least close to that. I mean, if you can, obviously, but the kind of thing where if you don't get enough sleep, it will affect how you feel your mood. It'll affect your appetite. It'll affect your ability to handle difficult situations during the day. Sleep is so, so, so important. I really cannot emphasize that enough. So, you know, I'm not saying that if you have kids at home and you need nine hours of sleep, that you're doing something bad. If you're not able to get nine hours, if you're able to get seven, that's like amazing for you. Great. Then do what you can. The next tip is about managing stress. So I know that this one is something that we talk about also often, and it's the kind of thing that's like, okay, Rachel, very nice. I shouldn't be stressed. Great. Any tips on that? But I do think that it's it's important to, to emphasize here that if you are under a tremendous amount of stress from work, from your family, from your friends, from school, your body image is going to suffer. Your mood is going to suffer. Everything is going to suffer. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that if you are under stress, if you feel anxious, if you feel depressed, whatever that is, that it it should be a priority to address that. Because without addressing it, you cannot possibly work towards some sort of healthy body image. I don't think it's possible. So shameless plug, obviously go to therapy. Therapy is amazing for that, even if you just want to blow off some steam. But I do think that there are so many different ways to work on for yourself. Some people really enjoy uh, journaling. Some people enjoy hikes. Some people enjoy slow mornings or scented candles or showers. I mean, really whatever it is, that's sort of a self-care tip as well. Um, you know, making sure that you take care of yourself in, in whatever way, whatever that means to you, but managing your stress and your emotional well-being is obviously going to be really, really important. And the last thing that I would say is to focus on maintaining connections with your friends and family or, you know, making connections with friends and family. That social interaction is going to be also really, really important for developing healthy body image and just healthy emotional well-being. And so if you focus on hanging out with your friends or just popping on the phone or sending a quick text to stay in contact with people. We are inherently social beings. And that's going to be really, really, really important in order to maintain a healthy body image. Of course, if you are an affirmation person, I would highly recommend affirmations 
even if you just do like sticky notes on your mirror, or if you have a mirror marker to, to do that on your bathroom mirror, if you don't share it with somebody else who might think it's weird. Um, but I will say with affirmations, I, I'm personally not a huge affirmation person, but if it is, you make sure that it's something that you resonate with. So like, let's say this affirmation of I am strong or my body has a capacity to do so many wonderful things. If that resonates with you, fine. But if it doesn't resonate with you, that is not the thing to tell yourself. Find something that really, really resonates with you and tell yourself that and say it out loud. Talk to yourself in the mirror. You are not crazy for doing that. That is actually really helpful in terms of integrating some of this information that you might not have um, believed, but you want to start believing. So if affirmations are your thing, then choose one that resonates and say it. So there you have it. Some points to remember and tips for developing and maintaining a healthy body image. And I will remind you what I said in the beginning, that it's not just about following these tips. This is a great, great start, but it is also about trying to understand your personal journey with taking up space and self-esteem and navigating the world in terms of your confidence, et cetera. That is going to really, really make the difference in your body image. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening. Every single one of your downloads means so much to me. If this conversation is leaving you wanting more, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. You'll have the opportunity to reply back directly to me over there. Can't wait to see you in your inbox.